Okay, so this is going to be episode number one. So we have Miss Adrienne LaFrance Wells with us, and tell us what you do. Uh, happy to be here, Brian. I am the Main Street Director for the City of West Monroe, and I've been in my role for about four years and just loving every minute of it. We've made a lot of progress, and we still have a, a lot of progress to go. So doing a little bit of homework, I see that you kind of started off with some projects in the uh, City of Monroe. Uh-huh. How long did you work for the City of Monroe? Um, about four years or so. So you were instrumental in the River Market, right? Mm-hmm. Getting that Starting up and running? Starting the River Market and worked at the Civic Center for a little while and then relocated in, uh, in Denver, the Denver, Colorado area um, for a few years and then came back home and I was director over at Chenault Aviation and Military Museum. Oh, really? Um, before accepting this role now, so... So one of the things that really interested me, and I wanted to uh, have you on this <clears throat> for everybody kind of knows that you and I met, I think, for the first time through the um, activity I do with the West Monroe Planning Commission, mm-hmm. and you're involved in that on some level. <clears throat> but that's when I first got to understand about um, uh, the city of West Monroe wanting to be, is it the correct term, Main Street certified for a downtown? What What is that? I know it's something mm-hmm. to do with like Louisiana Main Street. Yes, so the Main Street program is a statewide and a national-wide uh, okay. program. Okay, it is national. Yes, so it is a <clears throat> network of communities, uh, about 37 communities across the state of Louisiana, and then I don't know how many nationally we have, um, but uh, it's it's a wonderful tool. It's a roadmap using historic preservation um, in, you know, it's, in your economic development plan uh, to look at your historic downtowns and truly know how to uh, best utilize those assets and uh, kind of start the economic development and all of that going. So I know that, I I have to assume and correct me if I'm wrong, so we started looking into, uh, started down the path of Main Street, but kind of alongside of that right after, we went into a master plan mm-hmm. uh, for the downtown area. And I would have to assume that kind of worked together uh, yes. in, in a sense. It absolutely did. Um, so l- the Louisiana Main Street uh, program has four points, um, design, organization, promotion, and economic revitalization. Um, and all four points truly have to be working in tandem uh, for the, the Main Street program to be working. Design, of course, is your, um, your streetscape. Right. Um, and when you're talking about, uh, you know, a master plan, that's your streetscape right there. That's um, the roads. That's the sidewalks. Um, you know, it's how welcoming the district is. Uh, it's also, since we are a historic district, um, making sure that the character of our historic buildings remains intact. Um, whenever there uh, is a, a property owner or a business owner that comes in the district or maybe wants to make changes to um, an existing business, um, the exterior changes all have to be approved by our Historic Preservation Commission. Um, so that's the design uh, principle. And then organization is our uh, nonprofit. 
Um, we have the Downtown West Monroe Revitalization Group. Um, they were founded well before I was uh, hired um, by the city um, and have truly been instrumental in uh, leading the downtown uh, in, into many projects and events that happen in the district. Um, so you're required to be a member of the Main Street program to have that nonprofit arm. Okay. So you're able to fundraise, you're able to get sponsors, which we're always looking for to make these wonderful things happen. Um, and then you have promotion. A lot of times, if people are not familiar with uh, the Louisiana Main Street program or uh, my position as a Main Street director, they only see the promotion aspect right. of it because it's a front-facing uh, part of what we do. It's the events. Sure. It's the marketing. It's how we tell our story, um, whether it's um, you know the Shop Small campaigns mm-hmm. uh, and the individual stories of our businesses, um, or it... You know, festivals and events, we put on all of those events. Um, not necessarily, we just uh, released our Washtenaw Live lineup for the year, our, right. our concert series. We put on those concert series not because we just love live music, which we do, but we want to give people an opportunity and a reason to come downtown and discover our progress and kind of see where we are, um, you know, versus three, four years ago. Sure. Um, so that's the promotion aspect. And then economic revitalization, of course, is the dollars and cents. Sure. That's the sales tax that our district brings. That's um, the number of vacancies uh, versus uh, buildings that are filled uh, and are, are put to full use, you know. Um, over We've the made last, huge improvements we truly have. Over the last uh, maybe four years or so since I've been in the position, we've had over $13 million in private investment wow. in the district. Um, and that's property owners. You know, that's getting those property owners on board, um, ready to be a part of our momentum and our progress. Um, and then we also have uh, over 80 businesses in our district, and we're a, a fairly small district. Um, and about 40% of those businesses have opened in the last three and a half years. Yeah, and the, the amount of them that are thriving is just, it's wonderful to be able to see. It's very inspiring to know that <clears throat> you can have this public and this private connection that's actually pulling a community together. And it has to work together. Yeah, and It was, can't just be the city and it can't just be, um, you know, the public. It's got to work in tandem. Yeah, it's a partnership. So mm-hmm. one of the things that really... Um, open my eyes is when we're going through the um, um, the master plan mm-hmm. all the meetings that we had it, it really blew my mind at how much community involvement played a big role in um, some of the decisions that were made um, and I truly feel that it's because of the city you guys at city working with the community inviting them in to say hey look this is what we're wanting to do sure it may be a little different than what you're used to in this area but we want change to happen and to see where we started. I mean, I'm sure it started be, uh, before four years ago, but just when we started the master plan to see the changes that have taken place to today, it's, it's pretty impressive to be able to see that. Let me ask you this. What does it look like with the mix of business to have a thriving downtown? I know from a planning and zoning, we, we implemented some changes of some use by rights. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of a little inside baseball talk, but 
when you have a thriving downtown, is it a diverse or is it kind of, we were known for being antique out and I don't think we ever want to lose that tradition of what that was actually called. Absolutely. Um, and I think it deserves a lot of respect, but as uh, we develop as a society when from a retail standpoint, change is going to have to come in and be able to have a little bit more diverse business. Tell me about how diversity in the business plays a part in that. Sure. Um, and we owe a, a tremendous debt of gratitude to the Antique Alley <laughs> Merchants Association. Um, they formed in 1987. Um, and this was a time when downtowns across the country were boarding up and moving to strip malls, moving to shopping malls, and giving up on their downtowns. And instead of that happening in downtown West Monroe, Antique Alley, um, those business owners said, you know what, we're not leaving. Instead, we're going to organize and form a group, right. and we're going to buy a billboard. So at the time, um, you know, they were all pretty much all antique shop owners. And when they decided to, uh, to start spending money and advertise um, and purchase a billboard, which is a huge, uh, you know, expense, they had to name themselves. Sure. So that's where the name Antique Alley came from. Um, it was the merchants who named themselves Antique Alley. And it truly, um, over the years, it's developed into an attraction in and of itself. Mm -hmm. They put brochures in, um, in uh, travel destinations and rest stops across the state. Um, and they've spent a, a lot of money marketing the district. Um, now, the downtown, as we know it today, has evolved considerably. We still have our antique shops, yeah. but we have a number of specialty shops. We have um, uh, a bunch of, an uh, or bo boutiques, we have a bunch of boutique shops in the downtown area, uh, restaurants, we have, um, you know, Flying Heart pub yeah. um and they're a full restaurant yeah, they that, made a huge investment area yes. i mean they built for the ground up and, they did uh bought in completely on it and funny story uh i don't know if you realize how we got flying heart mm -hmm. brewing and pub um but we were actually setting up um in 2020 um, but right before COVID, you right. know, we were setting up for uh, the crew of Janus Mardi Gras parade. So we were out there getting the barricades together, moving in vendors, and you know, it was like ten thirty in the morning. And I see this this group of guys walking around in polo shirts with with logos on, and I don't know them. And they're looking in windows and they're looking at property. And so, you know, being the Main Street director, I go up and stick my hand out going, okay, guys, I think I need to know who you are and what you're doing. Um, and they were evidently scouting uh, communities across North Louisiana um, for a second home for their brewery, which was uh, originally located in Bossier. Okay. So they saw, uh, again, they saw that activity, those events happening in downtown, and they were blown away, and they said, we want to be a part of this. So, you know, within the next two weeks, we brought them in. We, uh, you know, had them meet Mayor Mitchell. It fit the downtown master plan. Um, based on uh, public feedback, one of the things that the public wanted to see was a, a brewery or a distillery right. in the downtown area. So um, they they identified a, a piece of property that the city owned. We knew since it was it fit along with our uh, master plan that it would be well received, and they have just 
done booming business ever since. They're open seven days a week, 365 days of the wow. year, even on Christmas Day. So that is a tremendous commerce opportunity for other businesses should they want to you know, take advantage of that traffic. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much um, of a city's budget is based on uh, retail sales or restaurant sales. So anytime we're able to add a new business, it makes the health of our city that much better. Absolutely. And we're able to offer more things. I know one of Mayor Mitchell's uh, uh, passions is our parks. And I mean, have they've just, I know it's outside of our downtown area, but we've got a, there's a eventual plan to connect uh, Caroli Park to Highland Park, all the way to Lazar Park. Which and runs through right through downtown. Absolutely. So, um, and so much of that has to do with your sales tax dollars. Yeah, so we, we wouldn't be able to have that if we were not pushing down that path. I know I've heard residents in the past say, man, why are we just putting so much into that downtown? Well, that downtown has a lot to offer, not only us for the benefit, but it brings a lot of people in. I mean, when you drive through there on a sunny Saturday afternoon, and you look at license plates, mm-hmm. they're not all Louisiana license plates. And they're not through. always Arkansas and Texas and Mississippi yeah. it either. It just it blows my mind of yeah. how that, that has become as a lot of people would view us as a really, really small town. It's got a really small downtown, but it is a draw for people to come in. And I think that uh, I've just seen over the past several years just that that consistent growth and making things happening. So let's advance it. So we know that we've made a lot of progress in this area, and we know there's a lot more to be done. And we're specifically mainly talking about the downtown area. Um, I know that with uh, the uh, the entry coming in um, at the Endum Bridge where um, Traps is, we've got that area looking much nicer that's leading people towards the downtown. Um, I think we have a um, marina that's almost uh, about to be launched. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So the city of West Monroe purchased uh, a a piece of property on the river right there next to the railroad bridge, which is, of course, uh, very key to the uh, establishment of West Monroe um, and near Traps. Uh, And it is in the downtown West Monroe uh, Historic District. it was purchased uh, to do several projects on that property, uh, one being a, a boat marina, which is already in place. They're putting the finishing touches on it now to make everything accessible and safe for the public. Um, also, <coughs> it will have a fishing pier, a public fishing pier. Awesome. Um, we received a, a, a wildlife and fisheries grant to help with that, and we're raising the money for the match. Um, and then uh, we'll also have a, an amphitheater, a performance amphitheater wow. uh, on the property, uh, which I believe will be in uh, the third phase. Uh, so we can start having those concerts uh, or additional concerts right there on the water or programming on the water. And of course, you know, the, the downtown West Monroe Revitalization Group presents the fireworks for both cities mm-hmm. um, twice a year. So, you know, talk about the very best view of the fireworks i think it's going to be at that amphitheater so you know a number of things will be happening uh because uh you know again right back to the downtown master plan the public wants to see us activate that river river sure they want to be able to use the river and um really benefit from people getting on the boats and coming up having a beer going shopping uh and just having it having us celebrate our 
our natural resource. You know, it's one of the, the biggest landmarks that we have in the area. You can't miss the Washita River. And right. now knowing that we're going to have access to it as a community um, is going to be fantastic. So what do you see is going to be kind of the next phase for downtown? What is, if you could ma- wave your magic wand, I know that it takes a lot of public along with private partnerships to make right. things happen. What is the next big the next big dream for the downtown? What do you see that being? Well, I think we need to continue to uh, look at filling those vacancies. Um, today, uh, or I should, maybe I should say recently, uh, the Arts Council um, uh, just had a ribbon cutting in downtown. They're now located in uh, on Cotton Street. Okay. So uh, that particular building is a dream perfect example of what can happen um, to a vacant downtown building. So it's been vacant for a number of years uh, and it was one of the more challenging buildings because it went straight through. When I say that, that means that um, it you enter from the Trenton Street side and then it goes all the way straight through to Cotton, Cotton Street. So it makes a lot of those, uh, those Cotton Street facing buildings uh, you know, they go straight through and they weren't necessarily uh, originally built for your customers in the back, so they're not sure. up to code. Um, so when we looked at putting them in uh, in downtown on Cotton Street, we knew we needed to uh, work with TBA Studios. Mm-hmm. They partnered with us. Tim Brannon is a wonderful um, architect, but also a, a property owner in downtown and a visionary. Sure. So he put up a firewall uh, to where there was able to be retail on the Trenton Street side. I'm sure that was facing. a big investment for him as it well. It was. It absolutely was. So you've got Bayou Chocolate uh, having retail, you know, bringing chocolate downtown, which is something we hadn't had. And then on the back side, on Cotton, or what we considered the back side, is now the Arts Council. Upstairs, we have uh, a beautiful residential apartment uh, okay. with a balcony overlooking, you know, downtown. So that's really the ideal scenario. You know, if we could start seeing uh, particularly the, the properties on Cotton Street and Commerce Street um, get up to code and be able to expand into uh, more retail yeah. or whatever is needed, um, that that is truly the dream. And, and I think that we'll start seeing more of that development and investment. Yeah, and I think that's important for people to understand is that um, uh, downtown West Monroe is just not Trenton Street. That's it's, right. It's commerce. It is a district. It, it is um, hitting uh, cotton. Natchitoches. Uh, Natchitoches. Yeah. So there's a wide area uh, and still opportunity for great investment down there. That's right. Uh, a funny thing, Wood Street uh, has really experienced a lot of growth really? over over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, one of the businesses that everyone kept telling me, we need a flower shop. We need a flower shop. And, of course, now we have a flower shop, Southern Flower Exchange on Wood Street. And then right next to it uh, is a beautiful high-end boutique. Uh, Vincent Co. And then you've got an organic market for his temple, um, you know, and a coffee shop, Seventh Square, and then an investment firm right there, you know. And the owner of Southern Flower Exchange was joking to me the other day, and I absolutely love it. He said, you know, 
we're a little more upscale on Wood Street, and we're calling <laughs> ourselves the Fifth Avenue of Trenton. So, I love it. I love you know, it. you're going to start seeing that, and we are seeing that. Um, so it, it will keep spreading, and uh, the more development that's smart for the historic district, the better. And I think the more activities that we have in the area is going to bring more awareness to it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I can't stress enough from a real estate standpoint, there's a lot of financial incentives with uh, uh, for uh, tax credits for someone to really come in and, and invest in one of these buildings to bring it up to code to be able to make it make sense for them. So, uh, so we are a, a historic district. Um, we are also a national register district. So that means um, property owners and business owners are able to uh, do what's called stacking of tax credits. Right. So you have a 20% tax credit uh, on the state level, and then you have a 20% tax credit on the federal level with the National Register District. Um, so when you're able to do those uh, private investments, uh, you can get the tax credits. Now, all of those improvements on your buildings um, must be to the sure. Secretary of the Interior Standards because it's a, a historic tax credit program. Absolutely, but still great opportunity for someone Absolutely. to be able to come in and do something that might would have been cost prohibitive several years ago, but with with the assistance of these tax credits, make it really feasible to make that happen nowadays. The Hatchell Building is a perfect example. So we have um, Spice and Tea, we have right. Just Peachy, we have a beautiful loft residential area upstairs, uh, and a number, of, we have public restrooms downtown, which, I mean, doesn't sound like, you know, glamorous, but we needed public restrooms. We definitely restrooms. needed them. Um, so, you know, that particular building, which was a, a tax credit project, um, again, from TBA, Tim Brandon, um, that would not have been feasible without the tax credit program. But you mentioned even though when going into the downtown area, we're still pretty close to some residential neighborhoods, um, but there's actually living space that's in the actual downtown area that people are, are beginning to really enjoy. So if you just kind of had to shoot from the hip, how many uh, residential spaces do you feel like is actually in the downtown area now? So inside the district, um, we have roughly 100 units. Wow. So, uh, you know, whether that's a home or apartment or condo or loft space, um, that's just right there in the immediate district. Wow. Where um, someone can just, I mean, walk outside, walk and go shopping to be able to right. go to, walk to a restaurant, uh, to a park. I mean, we have a lot of activities for them. And that's a symbiotic relationship because sure. when you have people there, then, you know, they're going to shop in your, your local businesses. Correct. They're all in. A lot of them, you know, they, they want to park their car and then just walk and get everything that they need. Um, I, I know the owner of Jack's Craft Smokehouse, Christy and Tracy Carter, um, they will be moving on uh, Commerce Street, okay, uh, which is a, a building across from Flying Heart Brewing. Wow. Um, and they will be bringing in a market, a high-end market. Um, so they will have uh, meat, they will have produce, um, they will have uh, bourbon, high-end liquor and wine. Um, and that is filling a need for, uh, you know, some, again, some of the things that the downtown master plan uh, identified sure. through public feedback. They Residents want a place to go and, and get that special meat or that special cheese and bottle of wine and then just be able to walk back home. And they'll pay a little bit more for it. Absolutely. You know? um, so really excited about that business. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, 
I really appreciate you taking the time to come out and talk with us today. Uh, when we started the idea of putting this together, trying to think of who do I want to come and be the first guest, and I told you from the beginning, you were my number one person. I just really admire the uh, energy that you bring to our area. I admire the activity you have within our community, not just in your job, but when I see you around town, whether it's the art council or whatever, you are bought and sold in our community. And uh, that just really speaks volumes to me. So just thank you for all you do for our well, town. Well, thank you, Brian. I have a, a wonderful support system with everyone downtown and our board and um, Mayor Mitchell's team is just a dream to work with. All right, well, thank you. Yes.